Welcome to Bold Faith with Courage Molina, a place where you get empowered and equipped to be who God has called you to be, do what God has called you to do, and go after everything he said you can have without hesitation or apology. Let's go. All right, so welcome. I am Pastor Courage Molina. This is Bold Faith Community Church. I am so excited that you are here with us. Bold Faith Community Church exists to help women develop a personal relationship with Christ, walk boldly in their faith, and apply the Word of God to every area of their lives. We will fulfill our mission by equipping and training women to be ministers in the Word of God. The vision is to build a community of women who are bold in their faith, confident in their calling, and courageous in their pursuits. All right, let's get into this week's sermon. It is your girl, Pastor Courage Molina. It's been a long time since I've, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm live. Okay, it's been a long time since I have been live, live, like this is happening right now. I can say good morning, Adrian, uh, Kimberly, good morning from Woodstock, Georgia. What's good? Okay, I see y'all from Mobile, Alabama. Where y'all at? Drop it in the chat. What's up? What's up? I feel like there's some other oh, my mug right here. How are you guys? I am so excited to see you this morning. Now, listen, I do not know about y'all, okay? But my week this week was just absolutely, it was really a week from hell, if I'm going to be honest, okay? It was a week that was full of disruptions. Um, just, you know, it's not a crisis. You understand what I'm saying? It's not a crisis, but because it's not a crisis and it is just, um, a disruption, it feels worse. We just, we get a little bit more besides ourselves when it's just a disruption and it's not an actual crisis. So it wasn't a crisis, right? It wasn't anything major. It was just constant and constant disruptions. So y'all know my husband's car um, needed to be repaired. It broke down like last week, right? And so from Friday of last week and every day this week, I have been taking him to work. Um, that that car needing repair disrupted my schedule because I had to drive him down about 30 to 40 minutes to work. And then I would drive back 30 to 40 minutes, which meant I couldn't do my Bible reading live. So then that added another component. I had to record that. That's an additional 30 minutes of my day that normally I wouldn't be recording because I would just be live with y'all doing the Bible reading. Um, and then on Friday, I know I'm just saying, then on Friday, we drove down. We left this house at 6 a.m. We were probably about 10 minutes from his job when you could feel the traffic slowing to a stop. And uh, about 6.20-ish, you know, I feel like, okay, I got to go to the bathroom, but you know, Waze is telling me, because if you turn on Waze, um, it'll tell you like how much time to your destination. And the time kept changing. It was like, even though we were really only 10 minutes from his job, it kept giving me ETA 30 minutes, ETA 45 minutes. And I was like, I don't know that I'm going to make it, <laughs> you know, 45 minutes. We ended up putting the car in park on I-485 um, and we didn't move for an hour. 60 minutes. Hope y'all don't mind me sharing with y'all this morning that I started to think about, okay, what am I going to do to prevent my bladder from bursting? I got this can of peanuts here. Maybe I'll get out the car over on the highway. Certainly somebody will pull their phone out and tag, you know, somebody will be like, oh, look at this lady. And then y'all know it was me. But it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And so we finally, we finally start moving about seven miles per hour, which is amazing when you've had the car park for an hour. We finally start moving about seven miles per hour. And um, then we get up to 10 miles per hour. And then Way says, accident reported up ahead. And I was like, I felt like a caged in. I was like, no, I can't stand this highway. I'm about to burst. You know what I mean? And so we get off, we get off at the next exit. Like I make my way over, we get up for the next exit, we go to Starbucks, I'm able to relieve myself. And then we go the back way to a shop, which is still 30 minutes. Um, 
by the time I got home, when I pulled into my driveway, up to my door, it was 9.01. Left the house at 6 a.m., pulled back at 9.01. Um, still not having had my, my, um, my sermon for today. Like, just so much stuff. Not only was I taking my husband to work this week, this sun in this window is... Um, really bothering me. But um, not only did I take my husband to work every day this week and then pick him up. So then in the afternoon, there was a disruption. The dogs, not the dogs. Let me place the blame where it belongs. Thor, the corgi, who's actually my dog. Um, we've been training them to sleep in the kennel. This dog is barking at three o'clock in the morning. So now I got to get up and see what the heck is his problem. He's so thirsty, like he's been running a marathon. Then I got to let him out. Then the next day he's up at 317. Then the next day he's up at 1226 a.m. So I hit like he disrupted my sleep. So this week it was just like all these disruptions. I didn't get to do my morning routine. I didn't get to do my 224. I didn't have my normal time of praise and worship, but I had all this stuff. And so as a result, I was tired. I was agitated and I was dull, like mentally dull. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was mentally dull, like not that sharp. You know, I don't know about other people, but when I'm exhausted, I'm just not that smart. <laughs> and I, I'm in the wisdom business. So it's not like, you know, it's not like muscle memory. I have to actually be able to think and process. So I struggled all week. I mean, I listened to this. Um, I listened to chapter six all week long, you know, I wrote down my thoughts probably early last week, but I just could not get into it. And so then yesterday, as a result, was filled with crying. Okay. I just cry. I just, it's like when I'm at my wits end, I don't really have any other recourse. I actually don't know what else to do. I just cried. I couldn't stop crying. I tried to stop crying, but I couldn't. I'd be like, okay, I think I'm done. Okay. Now I'm going to do this assignment. No. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's a mess. You know, it was just, it was an absolute mess. And so I don't know if there's anybody else. Listen, I'm not the sharpest crayon in the crayon box when I'm tired. I don't know if anybody else had any disruptions this week, but if you had some disruptions this week and your pastor was not alone, can you drop in the chat? Hashtag disrupted. If you were disrupted this week, can you drop in the chat? Hashtag disrupted. Maybe you were disrupted by a um a coworker. Maybe you were disrupted by some um some news that you got or something that you had to do or something that you didn't realize you were going to have to do. Maybe there was a breakdown um in your regular schedule. Maybe you were late to work and that disrupted what you had planned. Maybe somebody um called you into a meeting and that meeting lasted 3 hours instead of the hour that you were told. Um it just completely disrupted what you were supposed to do. Somebody needed you. I'm not even talking about like horrible things. I mean, like there was an actual real need and you it disrupted what you had planned for the week. Things just did not go as planned. You thought it was going to go a certain way. You're an adult. You're high achieving. You can handle things. And you were just this. Anybody else? Hashtag disrupted. Now, I told y'all how I responded. I wonder how y'all responded this week. Um, did you get frustrated? Were you like, oh, I am so frustrated. My favorite word to say, I'm really going to stop saying it. I really want to stop saying it. Is I say it all the time. I am so annoyed right now. That's my new I'm angry, right? So I'm not angry anymore. I recognize I'm not angry, but I'm annoyed. So I want to stop saying I'm so annoyed and frustrated. But I'm so annoyed. I'm so frustrated. Did you get frustrated? Did you cry? Did you give up? Did you throw in the towel? Yesterday, probably at about three or four o'clock, I picked my husband up. I took a wrong turn <laughs> on the way home. Like <laughs> took, took, took the wrong exit. Do you notice like, it's just a mess. I got home yesterday. I'm like, okay, now I'm here. You know, I've cried, I've eaten, I've picked my husband up. Now it's time for me. And we got the car fixed, praise the Lord. We picked it up yesterday. So I'm, I come home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in this word and I am going to 
get this sermon. I preach tomorrow. And you guys know I have been uh, pre-recording these. I pre-record them and then I play them and then I get to be in the chat live. I love that. I, I love that. I didn't know how I would feel about it before I started doing it. I started doing it for the sabbatical and I absolutely loved it because then I get to hear the word. It's like when I'm preaching it, I mean, I can hear myself, but I can't really hear the word. I'm a conduit for the Holy Spirit. The Lord is speaking through me. So it's some stuff that the spirit of God be laying down that I don't get until I watch the replay. So I like watching it too. Right. Like the Lord is this is the Lord up here doing his thing. And so I like to watch it, too. So it's Friday night. Um, Olivia is on the production team. She is the production team, first of all. And so she takes it. Um, there's not a lot of editing. She just adds the intro and then she adds the music to the end and then she uploads it. And so that it's going to be streaming. Right. That's that's what we do. And then I'm ready. But she needs that by a certain date. So she knows that I'm crying all day. She's like, well, do you at least have an outline? Because sometimes I don't have it, but I got an outline. No, I don't have an outline. Do you have the idea of what the sermon's going to be about? No, I don't have the idea what the sermon's going to be about. So I laid on this um, bed that I have in my room. Y'all know I got this bed in my room. And I just cried out. And I was like, maybe we cancel in church tomorrow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm laughing now, but I was not laughing then. Because I sat and I just couldn't hear from him. We have a partnership. I know how this works with us. I know it's not me. Um, so I know better than trying to push through. Certainly I could have gotten some points out to make. Certainly I could have, um, you know, given you a summary, right? But there is something that the Lord wants to say through this book, you know, through his word, through this chapter six, through this series that we're in, there is something that he wants to say. And so this is not like study this is not academic and so i need him and i just felt like sir where are you i was like well maybe we're going to cancel church we have been doing this since december of 2020 we've never canceled not when my child was in the hospital not when i went home not when people have died um not not during any type of personal crisis We've never canceled it. There are two weeks out the year that we don't have church, but we've never canceled church. I'm like, I think today, I think tomorrow might be the first Saturday. I'm like, can we cancel church? You know? And the Lord was like, that's what we do. We canceling. I was like, I mean, you ain't really say nothing else. So I, I got up. I was reading, cried again, y'all cried, crying again. I promise y'all I'm going to get to this sermon. I want you to understand that this word is for you. My homegirl Erica calls me up. She's going to tell me something. And I didn't say anything at first. And she's like, friend, are you crying? I was like, yes, I'm crying. She was like, oh, no. And she prayed for me. She was like, we are not doing this. We rebuke this. We know that the Lord has a word for his people. All of these things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to you. I'll fix something to eat. I ate, I talked to her and Lydia, and I was like, all right, well, I guess <laughs> it's eight o'clock. I'm about to drink this hot chocolate. I ate, I'm about to go to bed and we'll see what the Lord does. So I'm sitting and I'm drinking my coffee, drinking my, it was hot chocolate. I'm drinking my hot chocolate and I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe how disrupted my week was. And the Lord said, but don't let it derail your purpose. Come on somebody. That's what I want to speak to y'all about today. Don't let disruptions derail your purpose. It almost derailed my purpose. All week long, I had so many disruptions, almost derailed my purpose. Don't let disruptions derail your purpose is what the Lord said to me as I sat there drinking my hot chocolate without an idea in the world of what I would preach to you today, what message he had for you today. This is the message that God has for you. He made me live it. He made me live it before I could come and deliver it and leave it with you. Somebody say amen for a word from God. Don't let disruptions derail your purpose. I'm going to pray for us. God, we are just so grateful that you are on time. God, you show up and that you have 
pick this message for us. There is an area of our life where we have struggled this week where the enemy has might maybe had us in the corner. God, maybe we're in a test and we are being stretched and tested and we just do not know what to do. We're not sure how to handle it. And God, you are a God who knows our every need. You know what we need, even if we don't have the words to ask it in prayer. God, I pray that at this time you would, you would use me, God, that you would increase, that I would decrease, that we would not be disrupted during this time in your word. Oh God, God, let those that have ears to hear, let them hear and let them go out to be doers of this word. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you. We honor you. We adore you. Amen. Amen. Church, can I get an amen? The Lord got a word for you. We've been reading Acts every week. We are a Bible study in church. So this week, your focus should have been um, Acts chapter six. It was a relatively short chapter. And so if you read chapter six this week, then you know that um, the apostles also had some disruptions um, in this week's focus chapter, but they did not allow it to derail their purpose. So we are going to turn to them and we're going to learn from them. That's what we're going to do. Um, let's, let's read together chapter six, verse one through seven. In those days, I'm reading from the NIV, NIV version. All right, reading from the NIV. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, uh, Nicanor, Timon, Herminus, Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism, they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Amen. Okay, let's, let's get into it. Let me, I don't want my page to be turning over here. Let's get into it. And I'm already feeling warm. So we know that the, the apostles have waited. They have been with Jesus. Jesus um, died. He was resurrected and he ascended back to the throne in heaven. He told them to wait in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit would come. They all stayed together in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit came, gave them the ability to speak in tongues and speak with wisdom. And so now they have been spreading the good news about Jesus, that Jesus is the Messiah, calling people to repent and turn back and ask for forgiveness, especially those that um, took a part in the corruption that led to the crucifixion of Jesus, telling them that Jesus is the way, the truth and the light, right? Telling them to get baptized. They are doing the great commission that God has called them to do all together, doing this thing in Jerusalem. And so as they are being led to preach and teach, the number is being added to the followers, to those who believe that Jesus is the Messiah. The numbers continue to increase. We saw it went to 3,000 and then we saw 5,000. And, and now this is actually the first time we see the word disciple. The disciple is a student, someone who is modeling their life after another. These are disciples of Jesus. They've decided that they are going to follow the life and teaching of Jesus. Um, and so they're all staying together. Now, as they are staying together, we read previously that they brought everything that they needed, right? Anything that anybody in the group needed was provided by the community itself. Um, if you needed food, if you needed clothing, if you needed something, it was brought in. People were selling um, selling their land. We saw that Joseph um, sold his land and brought it the money that he got from um, from it to the disciples. We saw that somebody tried to do like him and bought a portion of their money, but people were bringing the thing so that if there was a need that needed to be met, it was met within the community. So now 
And that same time after they've done all of these things, um, the P Peter and John, they were arrested. They, they say, we're not going to stop teaching. We're going to keep preaching and teaching. And as they continue to preach and teach, more people come to know Christ. In those days at that time, the number continued to increase as they continue to teach and preach in the face of threats, jail time, and, and really um, death, right? So now... There's this disruption. What is a disruption? Looked it up online for you. Um, disruption is a disturbance or problem which interrupt an event, activity, or process. Right? It interrupts an activity or process. What they were doing, the apostles were preaching and teaching. Then there came this complaint. In order to address the complaint, they had to stop preaching and teaching to deal with it. Now, where did this complaint come from? It came from the Hellenistic Jews. What does that mean, Hellenistic Jews? What that really means are Jews who speak Greek. Doesn't necessarily mean that they are Greek themselves. They are Jews by family heritage that might have been taken over into uh, an area or location where the language there is Greek. And so that's what they spoke. They are Jews by birth, but they speak Greek. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that they were converts. They are from a place where they speak Greek. Y'all with me? And so um, they are complaining that their widows, the women who have no husbands to take care of them, their fathers are dead. These women, they don't have any you know, power. They don't have any um, means for income. So it's the church's responsibility to take care of them. And they're saying our, our widows, the widows from our community are not being taken care of. They are missing out. They're being left out. Now, whether that being left out was intentional or an oversight, maybe it was a breakdown in communication because the ones they were complaining against were, were the um, Hebraic Jews. These are the Hebrew Hebrews, right? These are the Hebrews. Um, these are the Jews that live in Israel. They spoke Hebrew, probably not really spoke Hebrew, but they probably spoke um Aramaic at the time. These are the Jews from Israel. So there is maybe some cultural bias. There could be some cultural bias. I won't say that there isn't. It's possible there's some cultural bias. And um, there's certainly a language barrier. So now the needs of our widows are not getting taken care of. So now they've gone and they've disrupted the flow of what the apostles are doing. They take this thing to the apostles. And so the 12, they, they took it to the apostles. So then the 12 right? The disciples, the 12, the apostles, they called together all the disciples, all of the disciples, not just the 12, everyone who has come to follow Christ, everyone who has accepted the good news about Jesus, they call them all together. All those that are in the community, they call them to come together. Okay, y'all gonna come together. We're gonna talk about this. He's like, well, it's not really right for us to Stop what we're doing, preaching and teaching, to be serving food. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick somebody else and we're going to put them in charge of making sure this gets taken care of. And we are going to continue to focus on, you know, preaching and teaching. And so the community is like, okay, cool. That sounds great to us. Let's do it. They choose the seven uh, why they chose seven, who knows? Uh, maybe it's because um, that was part of their culture. Like there were seven, seven set up, seven leaders to take care of like money and things like that. So maybe it's just a cultural thing, right? That they chose seven to do it. And uh, they had some qualifications. Now the seven that they chose, they spoke Greek, which means they were probably Hellenistic uh, maybe not all of them. I know at least one was Greek. It says um, here in verse five, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. So he was a convert to Judaism. Then he converted to Christianity because now he's following this good news, right? So now if there is a language barrier, we fix that. 
Um, if there's any discrepancy and and uh, discrimination, we fix that. The qualifications make them um, people that we can rely on. And so we're going to do that. I want to look at this. I want to just want you to understand. I don't want you to miss some things. The first thing is at first glance, the disciples are saying we are not going to stop preaching to serve tables. We're not about to stop preaching to serve tables. But I don't want you to misunderstand that to mean that preaching is more important than serving. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. This is not an indicator that preaching in and of itself is more important than serving. When we look at the scripture and he says it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables, that implies that preaching is in fact important. Then he goes on to say, brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of spirit and wisdom. That also means that the serving of tables is important because we cannot hand this responsibility over to just anybody, right? So now we know that both preaching and serving outside of preaching is also very important. They both require qualified leadership. If you look at the apostles, you know that the apostles are known for being full of the spirit. They were trained and equipped with Jesus and they have wisdom, which is why they're able to delegate in this situation. So you know that the say, that there are qualifications for them to lead, preach, teach, and pray for the people. These are the same qualifications that they make for the people who are going to be serving. The priority here is not based on the assignment. It's based on who it's assigned to. Is preaching a priority? It is an absolute priority if it has been assigned to you. Is serving tables the priority? Serving tables is the priority if it's been assigned to you. Are you with me? What you've been assigned, the purpose that you've been given is the priority. It is as important as all the other assignments. It requires the same level of leadership as all the other requirements. It requires that you be a godly woman who seeks the will and the way of God. It requires that you put on the full armor of God. It requires that you resist the enemy, whether you are preaching or you are praying, whether you are presenting something in a boardroom, right? or you are standing in somebody's pulpit, whether you are serving tables at Longhorn or you are serving people at a homeless shelter, whether you are reading the word of God on, on your YouTube channel or you're reading a children's book at the library, whatever you've been called to do, whatever your assignment is, whatever your purpose is, that is the priority. The apostles didn't let the disruption derail their purpose. And as a result of that, they were able to continue to do what they were called to do. They were able to continue the work that had been assigned to them. Well, this is a disruption. It's not that it's not important, but I'm not going to stop this work that I'm doing to come over there to do this instead. We saw the same thing in Nehemiah. Nehemiah has been, was assigned to rebuild the wall. He goes to rebuild the wall and some king wants him to come and see him. He says, I can, why should I stop this good work to come down there to talk to you? Building the wall is a priority to the one whose purpose it is to rebuild the wall. Are you with me? Can somebody give me an amen? I wonder 
how it's already happened for you. Because we allow for disruptions, not just from this week, but in our lives to derail us all the time. There are things that are important, things that need to be done, things that, that um, will have grave consequences if they're not done, but it's not your assignment to do it. I wonder how you've already allowed for the disruptions of life, the important, we're not talking about nonsense. This is a priority to God. It is set up back in Old Testament that the church would take care of the widows. It's set up this way. This is God loves the widows. They are a priority to him. So I'm not talking about scrolling on Instagram. I'm not talking about scrolling on social media or watching YouTube videos with little kittens. I'm not talking about chilling and sleep. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that actually need to be taken care of. Food's got to be cooked at your house. Somebody's got to pick these kids up. Things have got to be cleaned up. There's an issue going on in your business and it needs to be assigned to somebody. Marketing has got to happen. Things have got to be posted on social media. Emails have got to be sent out. The website has got to be, be created. There are things that actually got to get done. The bookkeeping got to get done, friends. Taxes have got to be filed. There are things that actually have to get done. The dog's got to be fed. There are things. Somebody got to take the... These are actual things that are important. They're important things. Somebody called me yesterday. Um, we gave to care. We committed to giving to care every month, which is a, a nonprofit organization um, that serves uh, developing nations with food. If there's some type of crisis, they serve them. And so we gave to them for about a year as a church, Bold Faith Community Church did. Um, at the end of the year, uh, committed for a year. At the end of the year, we stopped because now we have our own um, outreaching things. And so that, that's what we do. And so lady called me up. And she's telling me, she's telling me about, you know, what my donation can do and that they are taking up funds for this thing that's very important. Um, there was an earthquake somewhere this month that has just ravaged that country. I can't remember. And they are still supporting the Ukraine after uh, the people of the Ukraine, after the invasion of Russia and the bombing and the attack of Russia and all these things and providing them with shelter and food. Do you know that is so important? Do you know that? that that is very important. And I said, no, thank you. It's very important. I said, no, thank you. Why? Because our money flows to an outreach from Bold Faith Community Church. There's a, our money flows to an outreach. We have outreach partners. Our money flows to an outreach. Even though this is important, I'm not going to allow it to disrupt the flow of the funds we have committed to our outreach partners. It's not that what she's saying is not important. Somebody's called to give to that. It's somebody's purpose to do that. It's somebody's purpose to, to give over there. It's not the it's not our purpose. It's not the assignment on this house though. Do you understand what I'm saying? I wonder how you've already allowed for the disruptions to derail you from your purpose. And so now I want to tell you this is a good time for you to get your paper. If you ain't been taking notes, this is a good time for you to get your notes out. Um, now, now I'm going to tell you the three things that you can do um, to, to prevent disruptions from derailing your purpose. I'm going to tell you the three things that you can do to prevent disruptions from derailing your purpose. And these three things I got from the word of God from this chapter. So I'm going to tie it back. The first thing that you have to do is decide. You have to decide. Somebody put in the chat, decide. The first thing that you have to do is decide that your purpose is your priority. You have to make that decision. Nobody can make that decision for you. You have to decide that your purpose is your priority. In those days, I'm going to go back to verse one. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. They were getting food distributed because they didn't have it. They needed it. 
And as the number grew in the community, the need probably grew even greater. Okay. When it's a small number, it's probably a small amount of need. This number continues to grow. The number of people who are following them, the number of disciples continues to grow. The number in the community continue to grow. And so it's interesting that the success of their efforts, that the fruit of their ministry, the increase, the blessing that God gave them also brought with it a greater disruption. We know that in the beginning, people were bringing the money directly to the disciples. So the disciples were probably, um, we could see that back in chapter uh, four or five, where um, Joseph sells his land and he brings it to the apostles, right? So at some point during their journey, their growth, the spreading of the gospel, they were handling that. At some point, they were handling Somebody was bringing them money. Excuse me. People were bringing them food. They were probably handling the distribution, and they probably could. They could probably handle the distribution and preach and teach the word of God. But as God gave them increase, as God increased their territory, as God expanded um, expanded their tent, the poles of their tent were stretched out. As God added to the number increased, as they saw the success, the outpouring of the people who were deciding to follow, right? This is success, right? We can see we are being successful. And that also increased the amount of distributions that they needed to give out and probably the amount of donations that they were given too. That all increased. Now it's too much for them to handle that there's a problem. Somebody else is handling it. Now they're being, they're, these people are being overlooked. So verse two says, so the 12 gathered all the disciples. These are the 12 apostles. They gathered all the disciples together and said, here's how you can know what their decision is. It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God. Then if you go down to verse three, we will turn this responsibility over to them, verse four, and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. It would not be right for you to stop what you're doing. It would not be right for me to slow my purpose for these other things that are disrupting. Do you know what that tells me? That your ability to decide that your purpose is your priority is directly related to your understanding of who gave you the purpose and who is going to get glory in the fulfillment of that purpose. Who decided to give it an assignment in this time in history, in this day and age, in your current situation, circumstance, and the climate of the world that we live in. When you truly understand who gave you purpose, when you truly understand the weight of the purpose that is on your life, when you understand that, that is what allows you to decide to make your purpose your priority. I can't, my purpose can't, my purpose is a side thing when I don't understand what God is going to do through me. When I don't understand that I've been created for a purpose, when I don't understand that I've been created for a purpose, then I think pursuing my purpose is optional. It's not a priority. I can only pursue my purpose if everything lines up just right. I can only pursue my purpose if I have all the money that I need to have. I can only pursue my purpose if I have the team that I want. I can only pursue my purpose if I have the following that I want. I can only pursue my purpose if I have the circumstance that I want. I can only apply, I can only pursue my purpose if I look a certain way. I can only pursue my purpose if it's accepted. If somebody else validates, somebody who is not God, if somebody else validates my purpose, then I can pursue my purpose. I can only pursue my purpose if I don't have to work on my nine to five. That's, you know, I can't start pursuing my purpose until everything is just right. That tells me that you are ignorant of the fact that God created you with a purpose. 
There was a purpose that needed to be fulfilled. And then he created you, Laverta. Then he created you, Dr. J. Then he created you, Kimberly. Then he created you, Rosa. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then he created you. He created your purpose first. Then he created you. And, and while purpose evolves, we do not, as followers of Christ, who desire to fall in line with the will and the way of God, we don't have the luxury of saying, my purpose is not my priority. No, it's of the utmost concern to God. So that means it must be of the utmost concern to us. It doesn't mean that nobody else's purpose is important. It doesn't mean that there are no other responsibilities or tasks that you've been called to oversee because they've been called to oversee the church, but their purpose is preaching and teaching. Right. That doesn't mean there are no other tasks. We don't live in a vacuum. They didn't live in a vacuum. But you have to decide that your purpose is your priority. After that, the next thing that you need to do is determine. Somebody put in the chat, determine. Determine. You have to determine what qualifications are required to deal with the disruption. What okay, so let me look at this disruption. This is this is this this is a disruption, okay? What are the it don't need just cuz the disruption has been brought to me doesn't mean that I need to be the one to deal with it, okay? But I do because I'm the overseer. If they brought it to me, I'm the overseer. I do need to determine what are the qualifications, okay? Of the person who needs to oversee this. Now, listen, this week I got on a call uh, to do bookkeeping with a, with a, um, to reconcile the books for the last 13 months. The lady said it was only going to take an hour because we have somebody that's going to do our taxes, uh, that is going to do the taxes of the church. But I, I need to have this thing, you know, reconcile. She's like, what's your books? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about books. I'm like, I got, um, the bank account, the church's bank account. So everything is there. Um, I got where money comes from. So all of that is there and the money that goes out, all of that is there, but it's not in no like rapport or nothing like that. So, you you know, I need your help. She says, okay. She said, the call's going to take uh, an hour. Do you want to do it this week? I said, okay, cool. It was a disruption though in my day. Cause I'm, you know, my role, I'm preaching and teaching, but it was a okay, cool. So I got on the call with this lady three hours later, three hours later, we're finished for the day. <laughs> we're not finished. Three hours later, we're finished. So yesterday while I was crying and thinking about, and, and I was having this, playing this, um, this slideshow in my head of every single thing that derailed the plans. Uh, my mom is coming tomorrow. I'm so excited that my mom's going to be here. And y'all know I love to work, so I still plan to work, but I wanted to um, have things that would only take me like a few hours a day to do. I'm going to work for a little bit and then we'll do some things I can change when I'm working, except for the one day and I want the you know, house, the house is filthy, y'all. Filth, it ain't just, this is filthy. Somebody, if somebody wants to come clean it, you know what I'm saying? It's a mess. So I'm like, man, I have all these things that I wanted to do. Here, I just thought of all the things. And this three-hour call with this lady was one of the things. This three-hour call was one of the things. I was so, I felt good when it was over. But then she was like, there are other things that I need to do. And so I went to the bank. And uh, to get some statements because we couldn't get all the statements pulled up or wouldn't pull all the things up. And the man said he was going to do it. He's going to send it to my email, but he didn't send it to my email. And I'm overseer of the church. So that problem comes to me. But I had forgotten that my priority is my purpose. <laughs> so last night when the Lord dropped this, dropped this lesson on me, in the midnight hour, I called up uh, my friend, Tiana. And I was like, friend, I know you, uh, this is what you do. Can you take this over? She was like, yes. Determine the qualifications. It doesn't need to be me. It needs to be somebody who understands numbers. It needs to be somebody who's familiar with accounting. She's an accountant. It needs to be somebody who has a heart to serve and do this. It needs to be somebody with wisdom. It needs to be somebody filled with the Holy Spirit. It needs to be somebody who is known 
for being wise and filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is Tiana. Look at God. I have determined what the qualifications are. What are the qualifications required? I'm looking at my house. This house is a mess. You know why? Because for the last two or three weeks, I haven't cleaned. I have thrown out the trash. Uh, I have washed dishes, but I haven't cleaned. First of all, I don't even want to clean. I like it to be clean. I don't want to clean. Do you know what the qualifications are? So when the dog's room smells and it is disrupting the flow of my nose, I had to stop my work and go in the dog room and, and take out their uh, blankets and put them in the wash and take out the rug and wash the rug and put the rug out to dry and take out the mats and spray the mats down and wipe the mats down and all of that. You know what I'm saying? What are the qualifications required for that so that I'm not disrupted? They just, they, they need to know Jesus. I want people in my house that know the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I, I want somebody that knows the Lord. Um, and, I, and I want somebody that, that can clean. <laughs> That's it. That's all. The, it does not actually require me because this is my home. Because my priority, for the record, okay? My first priority is spending time with the Lord. My second, second priority is serving my husband. And then this work purpose he's got me on is teaching and preaching. It is, it is not cleaning. It's making sure it get cleaned. But I ain't got to be the one to clean it. Texted my cleaning lady yesterday. I was like, hey, you know what? I'd like to start up again. <laughs> when can you come? When can you come? She ain't going to be able to come to Friday. So I have to do a little something before my mama come. But she, she going to be coming every other Friday. Determine what are the qualifications. I want you to pay attention that having your house cleaned is as important as whatever it is that you do to serve people. Do you understand? Maybe you're a doctor, maybe you're a lawyer, maybe you're an accountant, maybe you're a psychiatrist, maybe you are a preacher, a teacher, maybe you're a coach, maybe you are an advisor, a content creator, an influencer, maybe you are a full-time wife and mother. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe you're of those things. Th those things are very important, right? That's, that stuff that you've been called to do is very important. But do you know what is just as important as you see in your clients? The disruptions that take you away from taking care of your clients or being the best for your clients, whoever those people are, right? Whether they're patients, customers, whatever keeps you from, whatever, whatever keeps you from, from doing the work and being ready for the work not just I worked nine to five, but I worked nine to five and then I couldn't get any rest because I had a hundred other things to do. That means I'm not going to be as sharp when it's time for me to do my nine to five entrepreneur or employee. Either way, I'm not going to be at my best. Somebody else needs to do this laundry. Because if after I'm done working, I got to do the laundry, I'm not going to be as rested. I'm not going to be as enjoyable. I'm, I'm not, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not going to be as supportive if I got to do those things. But guess what? Getting my laundry done is as important as me preaching. <laughs> do you understand that? You think that getting the laundry done isn't important. You think that getting your house clean isn't important. That having healthy meals for you isn't important. Having time to rest, taking care of your kids, your dog, that those things are not important. They are very important that your social media, you've been called to preach and teach. You think social media marketing isn't important. It is. It's just not your priority. So because it's important, it means that you have to understand the qualifications are required for the person who's going to do that. What qualifications did they have? They had to be wise. Um, um, let me go over here. Let me go over here. Let's go to verse three. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you. He gives three qualifications who are known to be full of spirit and wisdom. Can you see those three qualifications? They have wisdom. They are full of the Holy Spirit. And they have the reputation of having wisdom and being full of the Holy Spirit. That's the third qualification, okay? 
That's the third qualification. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wisdom filled with the Holy Spirit and known for wisdom. And feel, I didn't think I was going to be before y'all this long, but I should have known better. I want to just sit right here for a second. No, I want to, I know y'all get wisdom. You got wisdom. I know you understand that. I know you understand Holy Spirit filled. I know that you get that. But I want you to know that the part that we miss most often women in church is the being known for. Are you known for your wisdom though? Or are you known for your wisecracks? Are you known for being filled with the Holy Spirit? Or are you known for hooping and hollering? What are you known for? Because that's the third qualification, right? To step in, to have this responsibility. Maybe some of you feel like I know what my purpose is, but I haven't been called to do it or I have a place I want to serve, but people won't let me in. It's Maybe it's because you haven't, you don't have the reputation of being wise and full of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you are wise and full of the Holy Spirit, but you use the fact that you're an introvert to keep you from speaking the truth of God. I'm going to say that again for my people in the back, because this is who I serve. Right. I know y'all not out here acting a fool in these streets. I know that you are full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit. Your problem is that you keep your mouth shut. So don't nobody know. Even when you have the opportunity to speak in community, you keep your mouth shut. There are things that you know that you are gifted with. You have studied the word. You've been in the word for half your life, for half the year. There are things that God has revealed to you. But instead of speaking up, you're not known for it. And I'm not even talking about social media. I'm not even talking about you having this. I'm talking about when you have an oppor opportunity to speak a word, when you have an opportunity to share insight that God has given you in the word to show, because when I have insight from the word of God, it was given to me by the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? When I start to open my mouth and I speak a word of wisdom, that is the Holy Spirit working through me. So every time you keep your mouth shut in your family circle, in your friend circle, when you just sitting back quiet, not adding any value to the conversation to the community, you cannot be known as a person who is full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit, even though you are. Do you think that God has filled you with his wisdom and the Holy Spirit for you to sit back silent, for you not to change up and disrupt some things, bump these disruptions? We've been called to disrupt the regular way of living. We've been called to disrupt the generational curses. We've been called to disrupt the complacency that people fall into. We've been called to disrupt the idea that people have about what it means to live as Christ followers. We've been called to disrupt the nonsense that we see all the time. But instead, you've been filled with the wisdom and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit to sit back and say nothing. Good for nothing full of wisdom and Holy Spirit to remain silent, full of wisdom and Holy Spirit so that you can make good choices for your life, but the people around you are desperately looking for an insight or some wisdom or word of encouragement. They're looking to be prodded. The people around you, especially those who are in conversation with you, who you know are believers, they are struggling and you keeping your mouth shut. You got some wisdom and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not only represented in speaking in tongues. It was represented in their ability to speak a word. It says, and the Holy Spirit came upon Peter and he opened his mouth and he spoke. And because of what he said, 3,000 were added to the number. You are refusing to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. So you're not known for your wisdom in the Holy Spirit. You are a Christian living a Christian life without any power to impact anybody else because you want to sit back and keep your mouth shut. I'm going to move on because we had 56 minutes. I'm going to move on. I'm going to let y'all live. I'm going to let y'all live. I'm going to move on. The third thing that you need to do, somebody put in the chat, delegate. Somebody put in the chat, delegate. That means I am going to give these duties because it's important. I'm a, it's important. It's, it's very important. This other stuff that you have, those things are important to God. It's important to God. We, we're supposed to be out here looking like Jesus. That means everything is an extension of us. Y'all ain't gonna like this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to get... <laughs> 
Lord, I just want to be nice to them today, but I got a word. I'm going to open my mouth and tell you, we are supposed to be the reflection of Christ. We're supposed to look like Jesus. Some of y'all looking like bums out here in the streets. I said what I said, and I'm not talking about if your style is like my style. I'm saying you're not doing the best with what you have. Come on. I'm saying that you won't delegate your style to somebody else. It, listen, I've been watching people. I'm about to go to Walmart. Now, when my mama come here, she's going to be so excited because I'm going to take her to Walmart, baby. She loves Walmart. That's my mama's favorite place. And it's a good old clean Walmart out here that I'm going to go to in Concord. And then we're going to go get some lunch. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking my mama to Walmart. I've been following these people on Instagram, and they have been doing all this like, oh, I found it at Walmart. They've been doing it at Walmart and at Target. I'm not talking about designer. I'm not talking about allowing your worth to be in your wardrobe. What I am saying, though, what I am saying, though, is that all of these things are important. So if my priority is preaching and teaching, maybe I need to delegate my wardrobe and my style to somebody else so that I can show up looking like Jesus. Maybe I can't do my hair, but I need to delegate that to somebody else because having my hair done as a preacher and a teacher of God's word is very important. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe I need to delegate. Maybe I don't know how to cut my grass, but I need to delegate having my yard um, cut. Do you understand? Because that's important. And when somebody in my neighborhood might meet me on a trail somewhere, we out here walking, and I say, yeah, I live in that great house right there, and I'm a, you know, I'm a pastor, I'm a church plant, I'm a child of God, I would love to have you come to church. And they'd be like, mm, that's her yard? She know the Lord, and her yard look like that? So we sometimes think that the thing that we do is the only important thing. No, these other things are also important. They just don't need to be done by you. So the thing, thing, the last thing that you need to do is delegate. Delegate the duties to those who meet the qualification. You think if it ain't you, it can't be done. It can be done. There are food prep services. You ain't got to get a food prep for every day. Maybe you can get a food prep for two days. I saw something that do something. Hey, I'm, I'm not I'm not a sponsor of Walmart, but I'm just telling y'all because I'll be looking at stuff. OK, I saw something that connects your meal planning to Walmart. You can pick your meals and you can have it. You can have it um, order at your Walmart. Sometimes, first of all, you can go pick it up. You ain't even got to go inside Walmart. So they're going to pick your meals and they're going to do your grocery shopping. You ain't got to do nothing but cook. That's some delegation that you can do. What are the qualifications? They need to be able to come up with healthy meals. They need to be able to come up with meals that are this. They need to be able to come in here and clean this. They need to be able to come in here and organize this. Everything don't have to be you. Delegate the duties because those duties are important. I'm not arguing the fact that they're, impo they're important. Delegate those duties to meet to those who meet the qualification. This is what I want you to understand. I'm closing. This is, this is what I want you to understand. That delegation turns disruptions into duties. Do you understand? Delegation turns disruptions into duties. And so that thing that was about to and has been derailing your purpose is actually going to allow you to, to have greater success, to bear more fruit. Chapter seven or verse seven says, so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith as a result of them delegating the disruptions. Those duties got handled and then the disciples were increased. The number of disciples were increased. This is what I'm saying to you. It is the thing that we need to do. You understand? We cannot allow for these things to continue to derail us. Amen, somebody. Amen. I'm trying to tell you right now, listen, I hope that this has blessed you. And maybe, maybe you're ready to do some work. Maybe you're ready to do some work. Maybe. But maybe you feel like, you know what? It's cool. What you're saying, Pastor, is real cool. But um, it's not about allowing um, 
it's not about allowing disruptions to um to derail my purpose because I don't even know my purpose. I don't even know what it is. Anybody feel like that? Anybody? I'm, I'm about to show you something real quick. I'm about to show you something real quick. Okay. Boom. You see that at the bottom? Get help with your purpose www.shepursuespurpose.com. I don't know what my purpose is. Maybe you don't know your purpose because you don't really know the one who gave you purpose. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to know Christ. Maybe you know Christ. Maybe you know him, but you still feel like I just don't have any clarity around my purpose. I'm not really sure what my purpose is. You know, I did this. Maybe you're in a new stage of life. Maybe you didn't have kids, but now you had kids and now you're not sure what your purpose is. Or maybe you had kids and you devoted your time to those kids. And now this time around, you want to find out what your purpose is and you want to devote your time to that purpose. Or, or maybe you're not really sure. You're not, you think you know what it is. Maybe you've retired and now you're like, okay, I'm retired. Now what am I supposed to do? Okay. Now I'm on this job. Now what am I supposed to do? I know that God is calling me to the marketplace. Now what I'm supposed to do. And I want to be a woman who pursues purpose. I want to be a purpose chaser because I understand that God is the one who created purpose for me. If you don't know what your purpose is, you need to figure that out. I want to encourage you to go get help with getting clarity for your purpose by going to www www.shepursuespurpose.com my friend Erica Denise Davenport is going to hook you up. And guess what? Just in time for a summit, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are an employee right now and you know that God has called you to entrepreneurship, then you can go ahead and get on this free summit. When I tell you that God is doing something through his women right now, when I tell you that right now you are sitting on your hands because you feel like you don't understand something and God is a ram for you in the bush, if you don't go to pursue shepursuespurpose.com right now and register for a camp capital F, capital R, capital E, capital E summit that starts on Monday. It is not a coincidence that you are hearing this today. It is not a coincidence that this is the purpose that God has. It is not a coincidence that God waited until the last minute, which it felt like to me, to give me this message. It's not a coincidence that my friends got a, got a summit on Monday where the enemy, the devil tried to derail her purpose. There were several times during this time that she was doing this purpose that the Lord was, that the enemy was trying to get her to quit. This ain't working. That ain't working. People supposed to have my back. They ain't got my back. I don't know how to do this. These things are messing up. And my friend was like, I'm trying to quit it. Been trying to quit it for a minute. It is not, it is not an accident that God called her to press through so that it could be, so that we could culminate right at this moment. And he would have this message for you about purpose. Come on. God is not playing with y'all. Y'all better stop making a, stop making excuses. It's free. Okay. And if you can't be there during the free time, then I'm sure she's got, uh, she's got this all access pass where you can have it the whole time. Right. Like, okay. I don't know if I can be online cause I got to go to work those days or whatever. Cause I am still an employee, Erica Davenport. And so that means I can't be at your little summit. Okay. Well you can get an all access pass and then you can have it for forever. Then you can look at it on the weekend. It's no excuse. Please stop playing with the Lord, but maybe you don't know your purpose cause you really don't know the God who gives you purpose. Shout out to Erica Davenport. That's one of her keys of, of discovering your purpose. Or, or maybe it's that you lack wisdom, right? And maybe you lack wisdom because you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit because you don't know Jesus. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, the gift that we get is that the Holy Spirit gets the Holy Spirit comes to indwell in us. Right. And so if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know the God who has created you for a purpose, then I want you to say this prayer with me and get to know Jesus. Father, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe that you raised him from the dead. I now accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept the gift right now. Thank you, Father God, for forgiving me, saving me, and giving me eternal life with you. Amen. Now listen, if you said it, I want to be the first one to welcome you to the family of God. I am so excited for you. Now, listen, if you just said that we want to connect with you, we want to get some resources in your hand so that you can um, 
so that you're not doing this walk by yourself, first of all. You have not been called to do this walk alone. And so I don't want you to do this walk alone. I want you to join with us. You're going to send an email to praise at boldfaithchurch.org. We're going to get some resources in your hand and help you to get connected as you get in this walk, right? Um, somebody from the care team will be with you. Maybe you're coming back. Maybe you've decided, I have been playing I just been playing and I've decided to rededicate my life to the Lord. I've decided to rededicate my life and, and I've decided that Bold Faith Community Church is my church home. We want to hear from you. You can send us an email at praise at boldfaithchurch.org. But listen, y'all know that we are not done. The conversation is going to continue. I want to hear from you. I want to know what your purpose is. I want to know about the disruptions. We want to get some plans in place, some things that we can do. Maybe we might even be able to delegate some things on this call, help you come up with those strategy, a plan, right? So that you can get back to the work because it is not right for you to stop the work that God has given you to deal with this disruption. Okay. Now, if this has blessed you and I pray that it has, please go to boldfaithchurch.org to give your tithe and your offering, support the work that we are doing here. We cannot do this work without you. We want to spread the love of Jesus Christ to women all over the world. And we need um, your generosity in order to do that. So you can go to boldfaithchurch.org. Absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the inside of the community. Now, listen, if this is your first time, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that notification button. We have so much going on here at Bold Faith Community Church and you don't want to miss we have the retreat coming up july 14th through the 17th we're going to be in greensboro north carolina you don't want to miss that do you you don't okay we have bible reading every day monday through friday at 7 a.m you don't want to miss that do you no we have a ministry for wives i'm a wife that's my superpower and the struggle is real. We have a community, especially for women who absolutely love marriage, whether you are married right now or plan on getting married because you're already a wife. The word of God says, he who finds a wife. <laughs> so you already a wife. It is for wives, right? So don't miss out. Get in this community. Subscribe, share, like all the things. Now meet me in the Zoom. I'll be over there right now and if you're watching this on the replay that's okay you can um you can still go to that website and get all the details so that you can get plugged into the community as well all right i love y'all later bye if this episode has blessed you be sure to share it with someone else so that you too can be a blessing if you'd like to connect with us and help us to do the work that god has called us to do you can give at boldfaithchurch.org be sure to connect with us on instagram at boldfaithchurch and connect with me at courage molina thanks so much be sure to catch the next episode right here